0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 503 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Each week this season we're introducing you to one of the performers of the Cold Wave Spy Festival in Chicago September 23rd and 24th. Friday, September 23rd at Metro, the performers are Meat Beat Manifesto, Clock TVA, The Black Queen, Vampire Anvil, Chant, Polyfuse, and Hyde. Saturday, September 24th, the performers are The Cox, Pig, Cubanate, 16 Volt. Dead When I Found Her, Bloody Knives, and Kanga. Single day passes can be purchased from MetroChicago.com. Tickets for after show parties downstairs at Smart Bar can be purchased from SmartBarChicago.com. On this episode, we're talking to Preston Maddox. This is Bloody Knives.
1: Uh, so the band started in, like, 2010, uh, and it was just me and Jake. Uh, we hadn't, like, found anybody to play with, really. We had been in a bunch of other bands, and then we tried some people on Craigslist, and, like, none of them worked. Uh, so we decided uh, to just be a two-piece and, like, not uh, let other people uh, be in the band. And uh, so we did that, like, that for a, a couple years, and then we added our friend Jim on uh, to play, like, uh, just basically make noise and, like, trigger the samples and stuff. Uh, before I was doing it with my foot while we were playing, uh, but then Jim, like, started doing it, uh, manually. So, and that it was pretty cool. And then, uh, we went through a couple other lineups, uh, where we had, like, a four piece and then, uh, another couple three piece lineups. And now it's, uh, us and, uh, it's me and, and Jake with a guitar player. His name is Jack. Uh, and, uh, we're kind of like three piece with keyboards. <laughs> So uh, we listen to a bunch of different stuff. Uh, like when we we're coming up, like we listen to a bunch of, uh, like the stuff is pretty obvious about the band, you know, like punk and metal, uh, shoegaze, uh, drum and bass, noise music, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think we're just like a little bit of, of all those things and we end up getting described as different genres by, you know, whomever's writing about us. Like if somebody's into shoegaze, they'll hear those parts of the band and then, you know, kind of take it that, that angle. But if somebody's like, like an industrial punk, background and you know their perspective on it's going to be different so that's you know kind of what we do we just like slam a bunch of different styles that we like together right uh and uh yeah make a new band <laughs> from that we get a lot of a lot of different people uh, just kind of like a different range of people that are into stuff uh you know with different backgrounds I we've never been a band that like fit a specific like one specific crowd uh even though you know we can make our way into people's you know the thing that they have going on uh, I mean, especially now. Like, I feel like back in the day, people were trying to be more inventive with their bands, uh, just because like there was more room for that. It was more acceptable. Uh, you didn't have the the kind of like I don't know. There's like micro genres or like genres of genres now, where and it's cool and like I like a lot of bands like that. But um, it, it makes us uh, stick out whenever you know a lot of bands are more easily referenced. Like you know, like oh, this sounds like you know the you know these two or three bands or whatever. Uh, or that sounds like this music from this period on this label so you know having like we just combine a lot of different stuff from maybe you know things that we like but like not necessarily crowds that you know we're always like together anymore uh so that uh it makes it different in that respect but in anybody that like i mean all the kind of like different people or you know any like social outcast we're we're probably going to like want to be friends with and you know those are like a lot of the people who've always come to our shows you know we're a weird band so like weird people like us you know we're weird too starting you know i've got i mean so many good uh, i guess suspiria that was like one that i've really enjoyed uh, there's a french film from 1979 or 81 something like that called the Poss- uh, possession that is like it's it's really cool it's it's like a surreal it's 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 just strange and surreal and then on the whole uh, surreal uh, element like I, I really get into a lot of that like the hellraiser films you know way into clive barker uh, just the idea that you know you can be on the street and then make this like random choice, and then a bunch of weird, like horrible stuff happens to you. And then the whole concept, especially in the Hellraiser films, where the you know the curiosity always gets the person. Like you know they're playing with the box or whatever, and then they just can't resist like you know touching the the engravings and tossing the thing around until you know they're trapped in eternal hell with Pinhead. I mean, it's so stupid, but like you know that particular theme, people can't like get past you know their temptations or whatever. I mean, that's always kind of been a thing, like with the band and stuff. Uh, so like that movie, I uh, just recently, like, got to watch that. I guess that's why I'm talking about it so much. Um, Phantasm, that's like a super awesome film. Uh, yeah. I think the tall man died, like one of the other people that died this year, but he was like, I don't know, just like he's an iconic horror villain and, uh, one of the most unique and like, absurd kind of horror movies with uh, you know the space aliens and stuff i mean it's so insane that movie's just amazing and then the ball too just like the the idea that there's this this object that i know has is going to drain you of your blood it's like chasing you around and it's just like what were they thinking like you never see stuff like that in horror anymore yeah Uh, a lot of the horror now is you know it's just like the it's shock horror like and sometimes that's cool some of it is just like to make you go, oh, that's you know, or like they sneak up on you with the sound, like it gets real loud, or they you know they bust the lights on you real quick. But um, I think a lot of it is just missing that kind of old school psychological element that they really, really did so well back in the day because they didn't have the effects budgets on Netflix. There was some like movie, and I'm trying, I'm missing the name, but I remember the plot. It was great, and it was just like some dude with his camcorder budget. Uh, but the the idea is that he answers this ad for this creepo. Uh, I think the name may be Creep or something like that. Uh-huh. But he answers this this ad uh, for this, uh, you know, creepy dude who just wants to film him. And then it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder, uh, you know, and it continues to escalate. And it, it's just really cool, uh, like a, a good, like, psychological horror. But, I mean, th- that costs the camera and, you know, like some post-production. There's some... Movie that uh, it's another like weird absurd movie, but um, the guy ends up it just has this messed up ending. I guess none is worse than audition. Have you ever seen audition?
0: I don't know that
1: one. Yeah, yeah, that one's uh, so good. It's a uh, uh, it's basically really boring until the first like hour and a half, and then something really weird happens, and then you figure out. That, you know things are not right, and then the ending is like the most brutal. It's totally worth watching uh, for the ending. And then there's a Stephen King movie too that uh, came out, which like Stephen King movies can go either way. It, it seems like his dramas are really like better than his horror stuff, even mm-hmm. though I think his horror books are way better than right. his dramatic. But, uh, God, what was it? But it's another one of those that like the movie's like okay, but the ending is so horrible. God, is this, maybe The Relic is it, or. or uh, they're, like, trapped in a supermarket, and they then they decide to get out and because there's some weird, like, beast, like, otherworldly <laughs> dimension is taken mm-hmm. over kind of plot. That
0: sounds like that's the, pretty cool. It sounds like The Mist or The Fog. Or... Yes,
1: that's it, The Mist. Yeah. That's the one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. one of those they're making into, like, a TV series on sci-fi. For, I don't know if it's that one or a different one.
1: Huh. It would be weird if they did The Mist just because it's all based around the ending. Right. And the whole thing is kind of a lead up to that. So I don't know how they would do that. I mean,
0: uh, mean, uh, they did Under the Dome, so it doesn't mean these are always good ideas.
1: gonna be able to be there for one of the days so you know we're gonna miss um, I think the people on Friday but uh, I mean pretty much everybody on Saturday is that the day that the cocks are playing? Saturday
0: um, is the cocks like, yeah
1: yes yes is, and then Pig is playing on Saturday too right? Yep. God that's so sick dude like <laughs> those two I'm just stoked that this event exists because like these bands just don't I, I can't find them anywhere like when we go on tour is these this is like the hardest thing to access and but they're like they're like some of the best like fans because in a way they're just like so in to you know like that like shit and so whenever you get a chance to like go see it you know it's like not as as you know as often an occurrence so like i mean just like you know being part of that is like very cool for me because it's you know something that you know i've always like grown up with or, you know, like extensions of those bands, you know. So like actually playing with those bands is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Meat Beat is is on the other day too. Yeah. Like yeah. and then uh and then Jason's band Vampire Amble. His other band Cocksure is awesome. Like <laughs> we played with them. Mm-hmm. Like, Austin doesn't have like I mean Austin does have that kind of stuff, but not really. You know, when we go to like Chicago or, or it's just you know, just like the people that we know there, the bands that like, you know, people play in and stuff, it's just more along the lines of, like, what we would do than, like, your average Austin band. Right. Like, you know, there's starting to be some bands that kind of sound like us here that, you know, we have more in common with. But, you know, mostly it's a lot of, like, blues rock. And then, you know, if if it's Shoegaze, it's, like, Ringo Death Star. And they're, like, not in, like, our crowd. Like, we've played shows with them, but, like, I like their band. But, I mean, that's not, like, what we do. Uh so like that was kind of the part of the excitement too like of Cold Waves is like <laughs> to not have to cuz we're always like the odd man out and we are kind of like a Cold Waves too. Uh you know we're not uh we're probably like you know I mean Jason like said the same thing. Uh but um you know I think like the overall vibe is like so much the same that it like makes more sense. Uh we're going to go back on tour on the way to Cold Waves. Uh so we're doing that. Um our guitarist lives in Florida. So, we're kind of like chilling for the summer, sort of. We're going to be uh, working on new material on a new record, basically. I think we're like six or seven songs into it so far. Uh, so, like, you know, a couple more uh, songs and then going to record that. And then I think we have uh, some show, like some local show, like Lingering. Uh, so, I don't know. We're not going to do much, man. We're just going to kind of like chill and wait for the next tour. Uh, I'd, I'd rather play out of town than in, in, in town anyway right uh just like i mean it's it's cool like at least with this band like you know it's just we've done that a lot and uh when we're older (laughs) it's just different you know for uh at a certain point i guess for for me
0: On this episode, you heard Sadist, Tell Me I'm Wrong, Reflection Lies, and Bleed Out. Bloody Knives can be found at facebook.com slash thebloodyknives. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Head to coldweaves.net for festival information. Join us next week as we talk to Raymond Watts from Pig. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, fallen Chicago musician and soundman Jamie Duffy. Here's Keith and Novak from Jamie's band Acumen Nation, remembering the early days of the band living together. Jason and I were lucky enough
2: to get along enough as as family members that we became, you know, friends as well as brothers. And Pez was easy as hell to live with. And then you get Jamie in the mix, and we didn't really have a fourth bedroom so he would sleep he had this makeshift little corner I remember uh, Jason had a cat at this point and he wasn't too diligent about cleaning the litter box and there was an open closet where the litter box would be and this is where Jamie's head would be when he slept and I would smell it from the second I opened the door and I used to ask him I was like how can you ever get to sleep ever with just I mean it was pungent it was like massive cat piss smell Even just in the room, like, go clean the damn litter box, Jay. And you're looking at the cat, and the cat's just like, yeah, I know. I've been saying this for years. Come on, clean it up.